You're listening to a Roddenberry podcast. Hello and welcome to This Week in Your Daily Star Trek News. Today is Easter Sunday, April 17th, 2022. Coming up on the show today, we've got uh, all the news coming out of last week's Star Trek Mission Chicago, including a new Prodigy video game, Lower Decks Season 3 teaser trailer, uh, and details on how you can attend next year's convention. I'm checking in with uh, what Nicholas Meyer has to say about his con miniseries, uh, and uh, we're asking the question, what if there had been an animated Star Trek The Next Generation? I'm Allison Pitt, and today's show is supported by people like you through Patreon. Find out more and add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. Now, of course, if you're listening on the podcast today, I would encourage you to come and visit us over on YouTube. We do this show live every Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, we do all of the news, all of the show and tell, the poll, which I'll get onto in a minute. Uh, and then you can stick around after the main show is done and we have just a little chat and it's a ton of fun. So yeah, come and join us over there. It should be fun. Um, now, before we get going, I just want to remind you again that everything that I talk about today is available on dailystartreknews.com, uh, including all of the articles, as well as some additional stuff like trivia and history and our events listing. Uh, and also just, you know, if you want to come to this show already knowing everything, you can, uh, you can, you can do that too. You keep up with it during the week. Uh, you can even get this straight to your inbox with our Daily Star Trek newsletter, uh, and you can sign up for that at dailystartreknews.com forward slash contact. Anyway, uh, the hub of everything that we do here is over at dailystartreknews.com, so check it out, bookmark it, uh, and enjoy. Uh, anyway, I promised you guys a poll today, and it's already running on Twitter, so you may have seen it, but we're uh, talking once again about animation stuff. Uh, so the poll today is, which Star Trek movie would you most like to see animated? And you've got four choices. You've got Star Trek The Motion Picture, Star Trek IV, the one with the whales, uh, Star Trek First Contact, which of course is topical with Picard going on, uh, and Galaxy Quest, <laughs> because I like to throw that in there uh, when it's appropriate. So yeah, uh, which Star Trek movie would you like to see animated? Uh, you can vote here um, in the live stream on YouTube, or you can go check that out on Twitter. That'll run overnight. And of course, we'll we'll check the results of the poll as far as they have been uh, towards the end of the show today. All right. Um, I will say, listen, there's an absolute ton of stuff that I want to make sure that I tell you about this week. So I'm going to kind of rocket through everything. Uh, hopefully, it won't keep you too long. Um, uh, to that end, uh, let's just go ahead and uh, get into it. Uh, so to, to kick us off, uh, as I do, we do have uh, one member of our Star Trek family who passed away recently that I have to tell you about. Um, Chris wrote up a great obituary this week, so I would like to read that to you. Uh, and this is for Catherine Hayes, uh, who was in um, uh, the original series episode, The Empath. Star Trek guest actor and As the World Turns star Catherine Hayes passed away on March 25th at age 88. Hayes paid the part of Jem in the 1968 original series episode, The Empath. Her death was reported late last week by the Connecticut Post and other places. Born in Princeton, Illinois and raised in the Midwest, Hayes made her way to the stage in numerous summer stock productions as well as Broadway shows including Hot September and The Irregular Verb to Love. Her television career began in 1952 in an episode of Guiding Light. 
In the 1960s, Hayes took on roles in numerous television shows, including Bonanza, The Lieutenant, which some of you might recognize, and The Alfred Hitchcock Hour. Later in her career, Hayes appeared in episodes of Law & Order, Law & Order SVU, and One Life to Live. Among her many credits on both stage and screen, Catherine Hayes is best known for her performance as family matriarch Kim Hughes on the long-running series As the World Turns, a role she held for 38 years until the series ended in 2010. According to her family and friends, Hayes loved to laugh and had a sense of humor that would rival others. She valued her family greatly, making sure that her aging parents were well taken care of and raised her own family with love and kindness. Catherine Hayes is survived by her daughter and son-in-law, three grandchildren, and one great-grandchild. So uh, please uh, join all of us here at Daily Star Trek News in sending condolences on her passing uh, to her friends and family. Okay, so let's talk about uh, Mission Chicago. And if you guys are on the internet at all, probably you've heard a lot of these stories, but uh, just want to make sure that we catch up on all the biggest stories that came out of Mission Chicago last week. So starting off with things that are currently going on, and there's a great new teaser trailer for Star Trek Lower Decks Season 3 that came out as part of Mission Chicago last week. You can view that on YouTube. Uh, there's not a whole lot that's going on, and I'm not going to go too, too spoilery in it. Um, but they do have the voiceover of the characters kind of leading you into the end of last season and uh, what's going on in the next season, which uh, looks like it's going to involve stealing the Cerritos. Should be fun. Um, yeah, so uh, go and check that out if you're a fan of Lower Decks. Uh, and just to remind you, so where we are in terms of uh, series release dates, we're currently in the middle of Star Trek Picard. We've got Star Trek Strange New Worlds coming up following on from that starting May 5th, which is like so close. Um, and then the next thing that we think is gonna happen is Star Trek Lower Decks sometime later this year and then followed on by the second half of season one of Star Trek Prodigy. Uh, so uh, I personally am hoping for like a late, late summer thing that's kind of when Lower Decks seems to come out. Uh, interesting to see that they're starting to talk about season three now. So looking forward to that. Uh, anyway, uh, things like this, I'm going to leave links in the show notes. And of course, like I said before, you can find all this uh, information on dailystartreknews.com. The other fun thing that came out, speaking of animation, uh, out of Star Trek Mission Chicago was that Star Trek Prodigy is getting a video game. Uh, and I'm very excited about this. So this is a video game that's going to be available on PC, uh, PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo Switch. And it's sort of uh, intended for a uh, kid's audience. But uh, as a person who really likes easy mode on games, uh, I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, so uh, Kate Mulgrew specifically was promoting this uh, Mission Chicago, uh, and we don't have a huge amount of details yet. Uh, it's being developed by Outright Games and Tessera... Tessera Studios, um, there is a little bit like if you go and follow them, they are starting to promote the game, but we haven't seen any gameplay or anything like that. Um, we have been promised that uh, the full reveal of the game, which is called Star Trek Prodigy Supernova, uh, is going to come out on YouTube uh, late next month. <laughs> so uh, this was first reported by TrekCore. Um, so you can go and read their original article. And uh, if you want to keep up with what's happening with the development on that, check out Outright Games. I know they're on Twitter. They definitely have a YouTube channel as well, which is uh, currently full of My Little Pony. 
So anyway, it promises to be really good and exciting, and I personally can't wait for it, and we'll definitely be getting it when it comes out on Xbox. Right, so we've done uh, Lower Decks, Prodigy, and then it's the... <laughs> It's the news that wasn't news. Probably you've already heard about it. It's not even news. Uh, but so Trek Corps, again, their coverage, by the way, of things like uh, Star Trek Mission Chicago is very, very excellent. If you are not already following Trek Corps, which I expect you probably are, because I think everyone is. Uh, if you're not already following them on all the social medias, please go and do it right now because their coverage is exceptional. Uh, anyway, they reported very early on at the convention that some uh, in-convention uh, posters uh, had the first names of um, Spock and Dr. Menga. And it was very exciting because these were first names that had not been revealed in on-screen canon yet, but had been talked about in books, for instance. And it turns out that that was a mistake. <laughs> so very shortly after that, according to Trek Corps, uh, CBS and Paramount got in touch with them and they said that those names on those posters were inadvertently displayed and that they were incorrect. Uh, and it, by the end of the convention, they had actually been removed from those posters. So um, it, it's probably much ado about nothing. Uh, although, you know, <laughs> they've been known before to say, oh, that's not happening. And then it turns out it is. See also Discovery, but whatever. Um, if you're if you're interested in that and you want to hear the story of uh, the the backstory on those names that they put on those posters, uh, it's actually kind of interesting. I I the reason I wanted to tell you about it was because it was interesting where those names come from, um, and it's ba basically the old novels. So it's really cool. Uh, anyway, I'll leave a link below and you can read that for yourself. And of course, uh, go follow Trek Core, please because uh, they're uh, really exceptional. All right. Uh, and then finally, I mean, you know, uh, this is just a, a distillation of all the things that happened in Mission Chicago. I was not there, of course, um, and a full weekend of events is, is a lot to take. But the final thing for today is that they have announced where the next Star Trek mission convention is gonna be. Now, of course, uh, if you remember, up, up till 2020, I think uh, Creation Entertainment had the license for the official Star Trek convention in the United States, and we did STLV every year. Uh, then things changed. Creation lost that license. Read Pop now does it, and they are they're taking it on the move. So the idea is that the Star Trek mission convention is going to move around from location to location uh, on a yearly basis, which is great because it uh, increases accessibility for people who maybe couldn't make it to Vegas before, um, and. Yeah, so this year was the inaugural Read Pop Mission Convention that was in Chicago. And the next one uh, next year is going to be in Seattle, Washington. So that's going to be held at the Washington State Convention Center, which is also where uh, Emerald City Comic Con is. And it's going to be held on May 26th through 28th, 2023. And some of you may note that that's Memorial Day weekend. Uh, I don't know if that changes things for you. It could make travel easier or more difficult. Uh, in any case, if you're in the Pacific Northwest and you've had trouble getting to the other conventions, um, maybe make a trip to Seattle. Should be fun. I would love to go because I have family up there. Um, I think that's a great, uh, great location. My only issue is that I would be then tempted to like leave the convention and go to the Space Needle. 
So, I don't know, we'll see. Uh, anyway, uh, tickets are not on sale yet for that, although they are expected to go on sale in June. Uh, and of course, uh, if you would like to find out more and keep up with what's going on with those type of events, you should follow Star Trek Missions at Star Trek Mission uh, on Twitter for all the latest news. All right, so... We've talked about the convention, and now we're going to get to, you know, things that actually happened, and now we're going to talk about things that have not happened. <laughs> um, so a weird thing happened this week that I happened to come across. Um, you guys know Nicholas Meyer directed Star Trek to The Wrath of Khan. Um, some would argue is the best Star Trek movie. Um, he's been putting out a series of uh, just sort of uh, short videos on Twitter, possibly other social media networks, I'm not sure, um, but certainly on Twitter, where he talks about different aspects of different things. Uh, if you're not already following him on Twitter, it's at Nicholas M. Q. So uh, one came out this week where he was talking about, and we've talked about it on this show before, uh, supposedly there was going to be a con miniseries that was taking place uh, be uh, between the events of the original series and Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Basically talking about that time period, uh, you know, where... Kirk had dropped them off on this beautiful, lush planet um, in kind of exile slash imprisonment, but not, you know, well, going to be well taken care of. Uh, and then SETI Alpha 6 exploded, right? And then it became a um, desert, horrible wasteland and, you know, etc. So this had been sort of rumored and he's talked about it um you know, on other things before, uh, but this was a, a, a new video where he talks in no uncertain terms about uh, what that would have been like and how it happened. Uh, basically, he talks about the conversation that he had with, uh, with head honcho Alex Kurtzman, and he went, uh, he confirmed that he went and he wrote the entire thing, and what he said was he thought it came out pretty good, uh, but then he never heard from anybody again, and it's just sitting there. Um, I, I'm not sure why he put that out now, um, but judging by the comments, it sounds like a lot of people would love to see that story. So maybe it's drumming up interest. I'm not sure. <laughs> but he's also uh, put out a couple of other videos since then um, on similar topics about why, uh, you know, should Spock have died at the... Sorry, spoilers. <laughs> should, should Spock have died or stayed dead, I guess, at the end of... Um, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Uh, so it, interesting to find out. And um, certainly I am going to be following it to find out where, if anywhere, uh, his videos lead. So once again, that's at NicholasMQ on Twitter. And uh, I don't know. Tell me what you think. Do you want to see one? All right. So I, I, it seems like... Um, animation is like having a day in in Star Trek. And obviously, we're talking about it in the poll today. Um, Prodigy is getting a new video game. Uh, Lower Decks is coming on to season three, which is like incredible. Um, and it seems like we're having a like a like a like a kids resurgence in Star Trek, which is interesting because Star Trek has always been like a 
for me anyway, Star Trek has always been an adult product that's accessible to children. Um, discovery notwithstanding. Uh, and, and now we're, we're having this whole retro thing. So li- uh, late last year, Playmates Toys announced that they're bringing back, like, they're bringing back toys, right? Action figures. And they launched with um, a series of six. And now they've announced that John Delancey is going to be the face of Playmates Toys. And they've launched a whole website that is a really cool, like, interactive L-Cars website uh, for all of their products that they're coming out with. And it's not just uh, figures. They're also doing, um, there's a phaser and a tricorder or communicator. I can't remember exactly which. Anyway, the the website to go to is PlaymatesStarTrekToys.com. It's available now. It does work now, although there's not a huge amount of stuff in it. It's a really cool, like, interactive L-Cars website. Um, And I'm not sure if they intended for it to be, but it's very retro for me. It's very... um, I'm trying, to, I'm, trying, I'm trying to explain what it's like without being insulting. It's very like old school GeoCities or something like that. That's what it feels like to me anyway, that kind of interactivity, lots of sounds, lots of blinking things, and John Delancey shows up. They've done a really cool job of, as you're navigating the website, when you click on things, he like pops up and starts talking to you. Like he's very clearly kind of like the ghost in the machine or something like that. Uh, so it's cool. Um, apparently, according to uh, Playmates Toys, he's going to turn up in social media promotions, uh, videos, etc. throughout 2022. Uh, and that's they've got accounts across uh, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. So go check that out if you want to follow that. Uh, and, and definitely go on to PlaymatesStarTrekToys.com because they're sort of showcasing their whole um, range there. Now I will mention, because I'm shameless, uh, we're an affiliate with a, with a place called entertainmentearth.com. Uh, so uh, it, if you want to help out the show, if you go purchase those things through entertainmentearth.com, that does help us. I will leave a link down below. Um, and we do put those links on our website too. So if you happen to be looking at those. Anyway, um, yeah, they are uh, a lot of new toys coming out. The uh, the ones that we announced last year, plus the new Prodigy ones and a couple of uh, prop replicas. And of course, the new website, PlaymateStarTrekToys.com is all very, very cool. And then Pure Fantasy, uh, you know, I, I asked this question up at the top of the show. What <laughs> what if uh, Star Trek The Next Generation had been animated or had gotten an animated um, edition and there's somebody did it? <laughs> And it's really, really good. So a company called Gazelle Automations uh, published this video on YouTube and social media earlier this week that said, um, basically answered the question, what if Filmation had made episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation? And they 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 took a scene from The Best of Both Worlds, part one, uh, and they just straight up gave it the animated series treatment with the like, you know where they like reuse the same cells or they have the same music playing and the the animation is a little bit bad. Um, they replaced um, the Khan with the Kazinti and things like that. And it's wonderful. The Borg is purple uh, and it's wonderful. Go and watch it. It's a tremendous amount of fun. Um, you know, a novelty. I don't really expect anything to get that treatment, 
but uh, if you are a fan of the animated series, it's uh, it's cute. And if you're not a fan of the animated series, listen, you need to get your head in the game because the animated series is some of the best Star Trek storytelling that has ever been made. It's true. Okay. Uh, then, okay, there's a, a couple... Oh, I feel like there's so much to get through today. Two other things that are sort of time sensitive. So if you're listening to this today when I'm doing it on the 17th, these are things to like get on right now. Number one, uh, Rod Roddenberry, who, as you know, is the son of Gene Roddenberry, uh, is is uh, give, uh, not giving way. He's signing some uh, exclusive film cells live on Instagram tomorrow. So Monday, the 18th. Uh, and it's kind of your chance to own like a little slice of Star Trek history. Uh, they're literally um, slices of film cells from the original series uh, and signed live by Rod Roddenberry. So if you are interested in that sort of thing, you can go over to uh, the Roddenberry Instagram page, which is at Roddenberry, uh, which is very easy. Um, there is also an event page on streamily.com. That's S-T-R-E-A-M-I-L-Y.com. And I'll, of course, I'll leave a link uh, that gives you some more information and shows you the... the um, the things that you can purchase that will be signed. Uh, they're a little bit pricey, but like I said, they are sort of one-of-a-kind pieces of history that you might be interested in. But that's happening tomorrow, so you have to get on it quick. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to just really quickly mention is, um, I haven't talked about it in a while, but we do have a store over on TeePublic. Um, again, we're affiliates, so if you purchase anything through that store, we do get a commission. I want to say that out front, but they're having a sale this week. Uh, and it ends today. So uh, everything's 35% off. They do these every once in a while. If you're in the in, in the market for a Star Trek t-shirt uh, or uh, mugs, mouse pads, wall tapestry, anything that, anything that has anything on it like that, print-on-demand stuff, um, now is a really good time to do it because they've got their sale on. I will leave a link down below that will take you to our storefront. Uh, it does give us a commission. Um, but yeah, go and check it out and I would appreciate it. Thank you. So that's sort of it for news and other stuff this week. I'm going to take a pause really quick before we get on to show and tell. And then, of course, the poll results. Uh, but before I do that, I just want to remind you that the, the, what we do here is, like I said, it's supported by our, our affiliate transactions, which are, you know, fine. They're small but whatever. Uh, mostly what we do here is supported by patrons. So that's on patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. You can support us from just a dollar a month and every little bit helps. I know that it, <laughs> I know that I go on about it every week, but it really does help. Um, that's over at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. I should also mention that if you want to hang out with us on the discord, um, that's a, that's a um, Patreon perk as well. And it's at all levels. So um you can do that too. Uh, also, there's a poll running in the chat. So if you haven't answered already, please do that. Let's review the question. It was, which Star Trek movie would you like to see animated? And your choices are the motion picture, the one with the whales, First Contact, or Galaxy Quest. And I can tell you right now that it's looking incredibly, incredibly tight. So if you feel strongly, vote now. Now is the time to do it. All right. So 
let's do show and tell. And okay, so I we talked a lot about uh, uh, con stuff this week. Uh, not oh, <laughs> con and con. Uh, no, but I meant convention stuff. Uh, and when I realized I never kind of showed you the the stuff from uh, WonderCon. So uh, just a quick reminder, a couple weeks ago, uh, I was on a panel at WonderCon with Larry Nemechek and James Kerwin and John Champion and Jessica Lynn Verdi. Um, you can listen to that in our podcast feed, by the way, if you're interested. Uh, but I also, I wanted to give you kind of like a behind the scenes look of like the stuff that you get when you do that. Um, and so... <laughs> <laughs> so I want to show you my con stuff, which is very exciting to me. Okay, so first of all, you get the badge. And this is all like super exciting to me. Um, it, if you've been to a convention, these are very exciting. I always get really excited by the Comic-Con and WonderCon ones because they say professional. It makes me feel really cool. It makes me feel really cool like walking around the show floor. Going, I'm a professional. Um, Sorry, that's really embarrassing to say, but I do. It, it makes me, I like being part of putting on the show. Uh, so there's that. I was really disappointed in the like the lanyards. The ones that you get at Comic-Con are all like fancy and whatever. These ones are less fancy, but that's okay. Um, the other thing, <laughs> the other thing that you get when you're on a panel is one of these doohickeys, which is kind of fun. So Obviously, like the front of it says WonderCon and your name. And um, yes, they spelled my name wrong. It happens pretty frequently, actually. It's fine. Um, I joked that I should get like a black marker and just like color in the middle. It might be a, like really fat L. Um, but the bit that you don't often see, which is why I keep all of these, is because it also gives you all this stuff on the back. So um, it's sort of reminders that are like, Hey, remember that there's, you know, kids here. Be careful. Um, you know, fun for pandemic times is uh, please wear your mask at all times. Thank you. Um, and just, you know, I'm not, <laughs> just in case you've forgotten, it also tells you like um, the time you are and, and what your panel is that you're supposed to be doing, just in case you forget, I guess. But it's not. It's nice. Um, yeah. So it's fun. I keep all of these, which is really, um, I don't know, lame. But I, I keep them all, and they're a tremendous amount of fun. Anyway, those are the things that I got from WonderCon this year. But in all of that, I, there's another like little piece of Daily Star Trek news history, because I don't know if you know this, but we're coming up on three years of Daily Star Trek news next week. Um it's either the 10th or the 23rd of April, depending on um, your point of view, and 2019 will be three years of Daily Star Trek news. And while I was preparing for WonderCon, uh, I got out my Zoom recorder, so not Zoom as in the video conferencing, but uh, a company called Zoom makes handheld recorders, which I should have brought up, actually. I don't know where it is. It's in a box somewhere. Um, they're They're really good for, like, it's just a handheld mic, basically. So you, you've got a couple different mic options that you can kind of plug into the top if you just want to, you know, put a put a microphone in someone's face. Uh, but the other thing you can do is they've got uh, jacks in for uh, you can jack from the 
main mixer table uh, through the sound system at the actual convention into the Zoom recorder, uh, and then you get the mixed output. That's actually how we do the audio for the podcast. So if you listen on the the podcast of the panel that we did, that's what we do is I bring my Zoom and I get the uh, the line out from the mixing board and do that. Anyway, that's beside the point. Um, it's really fun, nerdy audio stuff. It makes me feel like like <laughs> like incredibly cool to be like walk up to the engineer guy and be like, yeah, I just uh, you know I just need a mixed line out, whatever. Anyway, the point being is in the bag that I had that I use for my Zoom, um, I had a t- whole bunch of like promotional stuff from, gosh, I, it's got to be the STLV in 2019, because that was the first year that I was doing daily Star Trek news. It was the first year I had any promotional stuff. And it's also the last time, really, that we went to a convention. So I found these bad boys. <laughs> I don't know if you can see it. There we go. So these are little, like, little pins. Um, but the reason they're cool is because that's my old logo. I started off, um, one day I'll tell the whole stupid story, but this show started off like really, really fast. And my aim was to do as little as possible to get it up and running and evolve it as time has gone on. And if you like (laughs) go back way to the beginning, beginning of daily Star Trek news, you'll see absolutely that I started off with almost nothing bare bones. And then it just sort of grew from there. And this was like our first logo oh there we go and I can't even say our first logo because it was only a me at the time Uh, and I'm not a graphic designer so Uh, eventually you know I changed the font changed the placement of things put my face on it um, and that's where we that's where we are today Um, someone in the chat has said oh I want one (laughs) I actually have a bunch of these (laughs) so uh they're a pain to get out. That's the only problem. That's the only problem and why I still have a bunch of these is because, believe it or not, it costs about $4 to send out one of these because of the pin. It makes it too thick to go in a normal envelope. Um, but I'll, I'll try and figure out a way that we can get some of these out to you guys or something uh, because I have a ton of them left over because it's not my logo anymore. Um, but they're, they're vintage. We'll call them collector's items. Or something like that. Uh, anyhow, uh, that is um, that is convention stuff. I you know I I don't know if any of you guys do the convention thing, but for me, one of the true joys of in the of being at the convention is kind of helping put it on and helping entertain people. And so um, yeah, I have a big box of stuff like that. Anyhow, okay. Right, I'm going to check in on the poll. So, oh, it's still kind of neck and neck here on YouTube. So get your votes in if you want, and I'm going to go and check over on Twitter. You know, it's neck and neck on Twitter as well. Um, That's kind of interesting. Uh, Okay, so at the moment... So just to recap, it's which Star Trek movie would you like to see animated? And I kind of gave you kind of a breadth of choices. Uh, Surprisingly, nobody's really written in their own. So that's interesting. 
but uh, the choices were the motion picture, the one with the whales, first contact, and galaxy quest. Uh, by the way, if you're ever wondering why I insist on calling it the one with the whales, it's because one guy like two years ago wrote in and was like, why do you call it the one with the whales? It's not what it's called. And I was like, now I'm going to call it that forever. <laughs> That's a little personality tidbit of mine. Anyway, uh, okay, so on Twitter currently, and remember this is running overnight, currently in the lead it, with 31% of the vote is the one with the whales. Interesting. Now, tied for third place is the motion picture and first contact with 20.7%. Oh, no, I've screwed it up. Right. First, scratch all that. Go forget I said any of that. In first place is the one with the whales at 31%. In second place, with 27.6% of the vote, is Galaxy Quest, one of the finest Star Trek films ever made. Uh, and then tied for last place is actually uh, the motion picture and first contact. Although, having said they're in last place, they each have 20.7% of the vote. So it's actually pretty well, pretty well spread across all of the choices. Right. Uh, here on YouTube, I'm going to end this poll. <laughs> all right. Uh, okay, S slightly different but similar. Uh, in the lead with 30% of the vote is Galaxy Quest. Uh, and then tied for third place is Star Trek The Motion Picture and Star Trek IV, the one with the whales. And then in last place with only 17% of the vote is Star Trek First Contact. So slightly different but still uh, pretty well spread out, you know, uh, not a lot of change there. Um, all right. Well, that is it for this week in Daily Star Trek News. Thanks for sticking with me. Uh, just a reminder that if you are listening to this on the podcast, we would love to see you over on YouTube. Come and chat with us. It's uh, We don't bite. Um, and remember that you can find everything that I've talked about on this week's show on the website at dailystartreknews.com. And if you want to know about it as soon as we publish it, uh, you can sign up for the Daily Star Trek newsletter at dailystartreknews.com forward slash contact. Uh, everything's on, uh, on there uh, and you'll, you won't miss anything. And we deliver it straight to you without, without you having to do anything. So it's great. Anyway, thank you for listening. Uh, today's show is produced by me, Allison Pitt, and all of this week's stories were written by Chris Peterson, Marina Kravchuk, Jack Brown, T. Rick Jones, and David Powell. Today's show was supported by people like you through Patreon. You can find out more about that at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. I will be back next week, which is technically the third anniversary of daily Star Trek news. Maybe I'll do something. I really, I really feel like I should plan something special. So maybe we'll figure that out. Anyway, I will be back next week uh, with more of the Star Trek news you need to know. I'm Allison Pitt. Live long and prosper. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com. <laughs>